You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. Welcome back to the Legend Best Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Gavin, and I have with me a very, very special guest, and her name is Yvette Gavin, and if you don't know her by now, you should, but for those of you who may not have heard the previous episodes, as always, I want to give a quick short bio of who Yvette is and why we have her on today's episode. So Yvette Gavin is the founder and chief strategist of Yvette Gavin Consulting, which is a career development and leadership development firm. She's a graduate of Oral Roberts University. Go Eagles! I think I said that right. Uh (laughs) And she's a certified John C. Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker. So she's highly, highly qualified. She has a solid track record of helping others how to land their dream job with confidence. And today, she is on today's podcast because today we're going to be talking about leadership in particular. And I love leadership because it's not just for those in our careers, but it can also be applicable as entrepreneurs as well. So please welcome Yvette Gavin. Thanks so much for being here. How are you today? I'm doing well. Awesome. Excited again. I'm enjoying having these talks with you, so this is really great. Oh, awesome. Thank Thank you. you. It's been such a pleasure working with you, and like I've said earlier, this is definitely not the last. You're definitely going to be a regular on the podcast. So let's get started, you guys. So leadership. So let me refer to my notes here. What makes a great leader? I don't think it's one thing. I think it's Mm -hmm. um, several things, right? And I think a great leader is defined really about the environment and the culture in which that person needs to lead. Mm -hmm. But there are some, some things that I think are germane to all leaders. And I would say at the top of my list personally is a person who can lead with integrity. And I think integrity is extremely important when it comes to leadership. I think a great leader must also be a strong listener. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think when we listen well, we're not always trying to solve or solution things, right? And I, you know, I'm always talking about what I see needs to be improved um, in society and the work that I do. And so when it comes to leadership, an area that I have noticed um, throughout my career is that many leaders will try to solve the problem. Many leaders will try to do the work themselves. Mm. And so what I've learned um, and how I try to lead is not always be that person who solution everything, Hmm. but be that person who is a conduit to allow solutions to to come forth. And and what I mean by that is that Hmm. I try to lead from a perspective of let me give my team and my resources every single thing that they need to be successful. And when you do that, the team can come together and bring on the right solution, right, the solutions, if you will, hmm. and, um, and move things forward. But it's being that leader that enable them to do what they need to do by providing them with the right tools, the resources, about standing back and giving mm-hmm. that team, um, you know, that moment to inhale and exhale to come to the right decision as a team. 
Oh, I love yeah. that. And you hit on some great things about what leadership is and what makes a good leader. And one of the words I really like that you use was integrity. Yeah. And when I think of integrity, you guys, I think of character. Yes. I think of morals. Mm-hmm. I think of being true to who you are because... Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, when you think of the word boss or CEO, it can get a bad rap because they think, oh, you know, they're not they're not good people. They had to do bad things to get to where they are. And I think in today's age, I think we are we have grown a lot more outside of that because there's CEOs of all ages now of all demographics. So we're, we're a little bit more open to seeing there are good leaders out there. But integrity is huge. I love that. Awesome. So leadership, speaking of today's age, has changed in a lot of ways thanks to technology. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the current trends in leadership you've seen in in today's age? Well, definitely leading remote teams is Mm -hmm. really a shift in our culture. So, you know, starting with not just remote like in city and people working from home, but that Mm -hmm. that isn't. included, but also being able to lead teams that are separated by oceans, right? Like, you know, um, teams that are in other countries and being able to still bring those resources together and build some camaraderie that, you know, camaraderie is what I feel is, you know, is that motor, if you will, in a team and still bring those people together. Oh, I love that. I agree. And I think in today's society, especially with technology, there are more people working from home now than ever. And then also, you know, companies like Upwork and Elance and things like that, where you can hire um, contractors or even employees overseas. I mean, we depend so much on the internet, but it allows us to lead, you know, without necessarily being face to face. So we definitely live in a very interesting time now, but it also means it's a lot of opportunity too. So I love that. That's awesome. So one of my favorite topics is millennials because I guess you could say, I guess I'm a millennial. I don't know. I think so. (laughs) I'm not 30 yet. So I guess I am, but I hate seeing that a lot of people talk about millennials and sometimes they get a bad rap too. But in today's society, there is a lot about a lot of talk about millennials being the emerging leaders and even being the next generation's buying decision makers as we're entering our 30s and 40s and having kids and things like that. We are now going to be the majority, if you will, as the older generation starts to, you know, go away, if you will. So what are what what are some things that millennials can do to position themselves for those leadership positions and for success? So one of the things that we've talked about um, here on Legend Vest podcast is the importance of having a mentor, a sponsor, yes. and an advisor. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think, I'm sorry, mentor, coach, <laughs> and an advocate. Yes, um, yes. I knew what you so, said. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, I think that's key. You know, I, I tell my peers, we should each have someone that we mm-hmm. are grooming and moving up, whether someone in your current organization or not, right? It could be someone that's outside of your company, but we should be pulling back into emerging leaders. And typically, you're right, they are falling in the millennial age span because they're the ones who are coming up. Now, of course, there's a Gen X between, like, Mm -hmm. I'm a part of the baby boomer um, generation, Mm -hmm. but then there's a Gen Xs, and then there Mm -hmm. are the millennials. And so I've invested a lot of time in other um, baby boomers as well as Gen Xers, right? Because the Gen Xers, I think, now are probably approaching. They're somewhere in their late thirties and four, and you know, 
to mid 40s, I believe, is that age group now. And so, but looking at the current millennials and understanding um, the shift in the mindset, millennials, one of the things that, you know, I've done some research and some studies on the behavior, character, and preference of that generation. And one is flexibility. Hmm. And so, you know, remote work provides that level of, of flexibility. So my generation mm-hmm. built a culture where we would be working long hours, you know, sometimes not just Monday through Friday, but work would extend over the weekend and where we were building big, you know, steep houses and, mm-hmm. you know, that 1.2 mm-hmm. car in the garage and all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I think what millennials are saying back to us, if I have this data correctly, if I'm interpreting it correctly, is that, I, I want the nicer things, but I want the experience more than I want, you know, the big buck house and the car. And I'm no longer willing to do what my parents mm. did and be tied to a job nine to five and sometimes seven days a week in order to have the life experiences that I want. And the experiences are, you know, events and travel and stuff like that. And so their leadership mm. style is very indicative of what we're noticing on how millennials prefer to live, right? You know, they're, um, I'm, I'm really blessed to know someone who started a business and it's called Unconventional Life. Mm. And um, I think this person is probably a Gen X and maybe not so much a millennial, but he's drawing a lot of millennials to him because he's actually living a life where he's making great money, but he's traveling all over the world doing his business. And Mm. it's the same core business, but, you know, he could be in Malaysia, you know, today and then, you know, two weeks from now he may be in Japan, but he's still running his business. And I think that shows a lot of flexibility and, and, a, and a, a desire to be nimble and still make you know great money and have a great lifestyle and I think that's what we're going to have to start shifting to it as hmm. we're you know trying to sew into millennial leaders understand that they're going to require that yes absolutely I, I love that I think you hit it right on the head and I can I can definitely relate to that that we definitely want experience but we're also willing to work hard I, I have yeah. heard a lot of people say oh millennials are lazy I disagree yeah. and of course this is another thing too not to get off on a tangent but every generation just because you're in a generation doesn't mean it's basically a stereotype that doesn't mean yes. you have exactly all the characteristics right I know some people who are Gen Xers and baby boomers who are, I mean, they are on it, they're flexible, they're yes. with the times, you know, they're doing cool things. Like, you don't have to be a millennial, you know, or you don't have to be another um, generation to fit that mold. I so agree. we're all different. It doesn't matter what year you grew up and all those I things. Agree. Obviously, there are some characteristics based on what we grew up with, but yes. that doesn't mean, you know, all millennials are lazy. I actually disagree. I think that mm-hmm. we are willing totally to work disagree. hard, but we have different requirements and we're saying you know what no I don't want to do like you said like what my parents want to do or like why does it have to always be the way it's always been yes and we're the generation that's saying hmm let's think twice about Mm -hmm. this and I love that you know why do business cards have to be rectangular all the time why does nine to five have to be nine to five why can't it be ten to four or the four-hour work week and I think we're just challenging a lot of the things that have always been what it's always been Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that so but I I love that. I love that. So great. Moving right along. So can you give me an example of who's a really great leader today? Someone we could look up to? 
I believe you are a great oh, leader. Wow. Honestly, oh, I do. Really? You know, I, you know, I <laughs> watch you. your leadership style, even Jameson. I oh, believe I'm a great leader. Thank you. But you know, yes. if we go beyond, you know, who I know personally, and those and sure. those are the ones I can really say are a great leader because I really understand and I get a chance to observe how you lead. Oh, and so for you. me, leadership is not just about business leadership, right? Leadership is also, I watch what a great mom you are, oh. you know, and how you care for your son. That is a form of leadership oh, as well. Mm-hmm. And then what I a agree. phenomenal wife you are and how you lead in that capacity. Yeah. <laughs> and so honestly, all of that, you know, that's what one of the things my goal is to help people understand leadership is just not that, not you know, not corporate. Not just, it's mm, not just running okay. your entrepreneurship business, mm. but leadership is about how you do what you do, right? It's going back to that personal brand and we lead in different areas of our lives. And so... Um, and so there are leaders, and I tell people, you you can be a leader without ever having that title. You can be a leader without even being on a job. But if you're leading and there's someone following you, there's someone that's gleaming from your directive, and, and that is allowing them to grow and blossom, then you are leading. Mm, wow. But but um, I haven't forgotten your question, though. Oh, so, no, no, you're fine. But when it's I think great. of other mm-hmm. great leaders whom I've had an opportunity to observe from afar... I think John Maxwell is the first person that comes to my mind, which is why I chose to become a Maxwell certified trainer, coach and speaker, because when I first took that first manager position in corporate, Mm -hmm. I wanted to just be the best I could be in that role, Hmm. but I I had no clue what it meant to be a leader. And at that moment in time, because I had never led a team, I had only been Hmm. responsible for myself. And so the the way I showed up at work, I talked, you know, we've talked about personal branding. And so I learned very early in my career um, how to distinguish myself from my peers and to stand out in my own work performance and how I showed up in my presence. That helped me to get to a promotion as a manager without a college degree. And I got there pretty fast, right? I was very young in my career when I first became a manager. So I started seeking because when I looked within the current organization that I was in, I didn't see anyone who was leading in the way that I wanted to mimic or imitate or glean from the leadership style. Hmm. Unfortunate. (laughs) And so I started trying to figure out how do I become the best leader and what does best leader look like? So I actually did what, you know, what I, how I learned. I just went to the bookstore and just went to the business section and start looking at books. And I came across one of John Maxwell books and, um, and it was, um, it was a book written for first time managers. Mm. And I read that book and it so resonated with me that even to this day, I lead from the foundation of the points that he put out in that book. Wow. Like servant, um, servanthood, mm. knowing that a leader is not a person who everybody just look up at, you know, right, right. and everybody okay. just like, oh, it's the boss, oh, it's the boss. <laughs> no, it is right? really leadership is serving others. Yes. It is helping to, you know, help others get to where they need to be. And that was one of the things he talked about in that book. So it shifted my approach toward leadership. And then I began to, of course, read all of his material. Every time he put a book out, I'm reading it. And so here we are, fast forward. I decided, you know, he was mentoring me through his work, right? But we didn't Mm. know each other. And so then I became a member. Um, I signed up on his website. And so I was getting his regular work. And then eventually, I just knew that one day I would be on his team. I would be a part of his team because of all the leaders I've ever observed. And they're great ones. I believe Andy Sandy, uh, Andy 
Stanley in Atlanta, Georgia is a great leader. Mm. You know, I really do. And he also has put out a lot of work on leadership. But then I will say, um, I'm thinking of a person. Eventually, you know, I lived in St. Louis for, for a minute. And while I was working there, I think of a boss that I had. She was my director. She was a senior director. And her name is Julie. Of all the leaders that I've had to report to, I don't think there's been anyone that I can say that was as great as Julie. And what made Julie so great was the way she communicated more than anything. And so I, re I remember saying to her once in a conversation, I said, Julie, you are so wonderful. You're the type of person who could be like stabbing a person in the back and the person would be saying, oh, Julie, just so great. <laughs> and what I meant by that is that even when she was correcting you, even when she was having to have that difficult conversation, you know, mm -hmm. we talked about on this podcast, yes. that she would do it in such a way that you would walk away still feeling so dignified hmm. that you felt like you still brought some value to the table. And that's wow. what I meant by that. And hmm. so not that she was like evil or mean and was hurting you, but she right. would, even when it was difficult she had that strong ability. And I believe people who do that are people who really have a heart because they care, I mean, a heart that care for the person that they are communicating with. And for so sure. that's something I will say that I added to my leadership that I want, I became, I, I always care for people. That wasn't something I had to just try, but I want to be more conscious of how I spoke to people, even mm. when I really needed to have that really hard talk as a leader. Oh, for yeah. sure. Wow, wow. You gave some really great examples. And thank, thank you, you earlier for your compliment. really appreciate oh, that. And you're definitely you. an exceptional leader that I always look thank up you. to. Just from everything that you do, you exemplify a phenomenal oh. leader, especially as a female, you know, in the, whether it's in the corporate world or as an entrepreneur, absolutely. So I agree. Um, the first person that came to mind for me as well was John C. Maxwell, of course. He's definitely mm -hmm. the, the guru, if you will, when it comes to leadership. And then I started thinking too, but you know, who else can I think of? And um, I had two people come to mind um, aside from John C. Maxwell. His name is Tony Say, and he wrote this book oh. called Delivering Happiness, which is a phenomenal yes. book. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness, I enjoyed it so much. And he is the founder of Zappos. Yeah. You're probably familiar with that, uh, yes, right? I and am. He, um, his company was acquired by mm -hmm. Amazon, mm -hmm. but the principles that he talks about in the book, and I love how he put his people first and his customers first. Yeah. Anything they wanted. He would just take care of it. And he wanted his customers to know and even his employees to know if you have something, if your concerns are anything that we can help you with, we want to be that go-to company. Yeah. And it's just absolutely amazing. I really admire him for that. And then also another lady that I really look up to and I've looked up to her for years. I discovered her on Undercover Boss and um, oh. her name is Kat. And I forget her last name, but she works for um, Cinnabon. Oh my so, gosh, I saw that episode. Yeah. I admire her oh my gosh. so much. When it comes to like a female leader, yeah. oh my goodness, because gosh. I was just like, I want to be like her when I grow up. Just the way she carried herself. Yeah. And I loved her story too. She used to work for Hooters, but she started from the bottom as like a as a Hooters girl or whatever, worked her way up, and the founder of Hooters saw a lot of potential in her. And then, um, and actually the founder of Hooters, um, I think he's the CEO now, he was also featured in Undercover Boss as well. 
and just talking about, you know, the qualities that she's that he saw in her mm-hmm. and how amazing she was. And she worked up the ranks and then um, then she became um, I want to say it was president or CEO. I forget the title, but she was way up there pretty much at the top of the food chain for Cinnabon. And I was just like, man, it's just such an nice. amazing story. But those are two people I definitely recommend you look up. But man, I you know a good leader when you see one yes, you and do. you talked about servanthood you guys yeah. leadership you know i think a lot of people too especially from decades ago or even sometimes nowadays when i was talking about how sometimes leaders get a bad rap yeah. you know being a leader is not about power it's not about the title it really is about serving your people serving your company and serving your customers and I you know and I was thinking I had an epiphany you know you really use your strengths to lead people but also you bring out the best in your people yes so it's not about you making all the decisions like a dictatorship no you're you're there to make sure we're on the right path we're going in the direction that the company wants us to Mm -hmm. go in and you're making sure that um, the right people are on the bus. And that's another yes, great book by Jim Collins, Good to Great. Oh, my God. Oh my Phenomenal book. That is an amazing book about how to be a good leader, making good decisions, and identifying potential. Amazing book. I hope he writes another one because this one was like maybe 15 years old. So he gives a – just not to go off on a tangent, but real quick, he gives – I think 11 companies that are exceptional yeah. and then he gives 11 companies that are not so exceptional but some of those companies that are exceptional some of them have still remained at the top in today's age but some of them have now since sold or whatever <laughs> but he gave Circuit City as one of those examples of the ones that were not so good but what's um, interesting is though you know being a leader you have to identify you have to be very forward thinking yes. and you have to know that the right people are on your bus on your team because also in that book and he talks about being a good leader is you have to identify what everybody's strengths are because not sometimes you're just on the wrong bus or maybe you're on the wrong seat and that's a whole nother thing too and I know we could talk about this on a totally another podcast but you know when it comes to employee performance it's not that necessarily and I wish more leaders looked at this you know are they the right fit for that role you know maybe Mm -hmm. they need to be in a different department or a different role and that's why they're not excelling so there's just so many things that encompass being a leader it's more than just the title and the power matter of fact it really has nothing really to do with that so it takes a lot of humility it's less about you and more about your people I totally agree with you and I would just add to that is that it is also about being courageous and being bold Ooh, as yes. leaders because you have to make some hard decisions, yeah. some strong decisions, and you got to have gut or grit, Ooh, as they're yes. saying now. Mm-hmm. And so I recall once taking on um, a senior manager position at a communication company. Hmm. And when I, you know, first week in, my new boss comes into my office and he tells me that um, I'm sorry to do this to you. This is how we start this conversation, which is never good, know, right? right? Oh. I'm sorry to do this to you, but you're going to need to fire X. Oh. And I looked at him and I was like, you know, very calmly, I'm new. And so I asked why. And he said, you know, the guy's not performing. Uh, part of them hiring me was that the company had just done a really big shakeup in that IT department. And so they exit out a lot of leaders uh, who they felt was no longer uh, on the right bus or and there was no seat mm, <laughs> on the bus them. for them. And so they just actually just let them go. And they were mm. looking for new, fresh talent. And, you know, 
fortunate for me, I was part of that new fresh talent of leaders that they chose. And so, so here I am, I'm, I'm a new leader and I'm a servant leader. And so the first week, you know, I'm being told I need to exit someone. So my first question was back was, if this person is not performing and they should be, they shouldn't be here in the company, why wasn't that taken care of before I came? Why didn't a former leader do that? Well, that's the problem. That's why that person is no longer in this role, yada, 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 yada. So I had a hard decision to make. Do I come in and execute up on a decision of some, that someone else has made? Mm -hmm. Or do I look as if I'm not capable of letting someone go? Because mm -hmm. that's something you know I, uh, leaders are hit with too, a lot in corporate. Do you not have a stomach to do this? Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's like, you right. know, especially yes. I think a lot of female leaders may get that. And so I said back, uh, I posed a question. I asked my new boss, would he allow me 30 days mm -hmm. to observe the performance of this individual and to work with this individual? And then at the end of 30 days, we can then come back and reassess whether this person should be terminated or not. Mm -hmm. 